everyone, it's Sammy. Welcome back to another episode of Politically Blonde. In this episode, I will be discussing President Biden's Build Back Better plan, as well as our current political environment and its impacts on this very important piece of legislation. Before I discuss the detrimental consequences of the lack of bipartisan cooperation in the Senate, I'll first discuss what is currently still in and what has been cut out of the $1.75 trillion plan. Included in the Build Back Better plan are $555 billion that will be allocated to encourage clean energy and fight climate change, much of which will go toward tax credits for companies or consumers who install energy-efficient technology or purchase energy-efficient vehicles. Another $400 billion is going toward universal preschool, which will help ease the financial burdens that many working families face and allow parents to send their children ages three and four to public school or a child care institution of their choice. This plan would also use $200 billion to extend the pandemic childhood tax credit in the American Rescue Plan for another year, providing 35 million families $300 per month for every child under the age of six and $250 per month for every child aged six to 17 and maintain benefits for an additional 17 million childless workers. It would also provide four weeks of paid leave, as the United States is currently one of seven countries without national paid maternity leave. Another $315 billion of the Build Back Better plan would go to healthcare, lowering insurance premiums, adding hearing services under Medicare, and providing care for older and disabled Americans. This act is also allocating money for expanded affordable housing and expanding free school meals for children. While the Build Back Better plan is still an extremely worthwhile plan and essential to pass to help so many working families and protect the world from climate change, much of what was originally included has been removed. One of the largest items that was significantly reduced in the plan is paid family and medical leave. There had been 12 weeks in the original plan, which was reduced to four weeks in the plan that passed in the House. The U.S. is significantly behind the rest of the world in paid leave as the average length of time for countries offering paid leave for new parents is 29 weeks. Two years of free community college was also removed from the plan. In addition, a provision to help cut prescription drug prices was also removed, which would have helped millions of people pay for necessary medicine, which leaves Medicare still unable to negotiate drug prices for those who struggle in our country. While these omissions in the Build Back Better plan are significant, there is still so much good it would do for our country. So why has it not been passed already? Certainly the people we voted for to represent our best interests, the people we entrusted to take care of all of their constituents, would want to pass such an important piece of legislation. So, what happened? The bill was very carefully negotiated and reduced with moderate Democratic senators Kirsten Sinema from Arizona and Joe Manchin from West Virginia. With their blessing, the $3.5 trillion bill was cut in half and passed in the House, It should have been an easy pass in the Senate, not because Congress is actually a cooperative, bipartisan legislating body that works together for the best interest of the country as a whole, because it is not, but because the Build Back Better plan was negotiated with the only two Democratic senators who would have possibly voted against it. You see, unlike most legislation that requires 60 votes to pass in the Senate, the Build Back Better plan would only require 50 votes to pass, because it would be under reconciliation a process that balances the budget and taxes and is excluded from the 60-vote threshold to filibuster. With the Senate being evenly split 50-50, 
and Republicans unwilling to support almost every piece of Democratic legislation, every Democrat was necessary to support the bill in order for it to pass, with Vice President Kamala Harris providing the tie-breaking vote. The narrowest of majorities in the Senate allows any one Democratic senator with the power to prevent the Build Back Better plan from passing. But it was already negotiated with and approved by all of the Democratic senators, right? Unfortunately for our country in general, and for West Virginia specifically, Senator Joe Manchin negotiated in bad faith and has rescinded his support for the bill and has ensured the bill will not pass in 2021, allowing tax credits to expire today. This choice would cause many to assume that the plan did not help his constituents, because why else would a senator choose to kill a bill that would help those who voted him into office? However, this is far from the case. One in five children in West Virginia live in poverty, with the median household income the second lowest in the country. The Build Back Better plan would have extended child tax credits and provided necessary child care for working parents, lifting 22,000 West Virginian children out of poverty. It would have also provided some paid family and medical leave, allowing workers paid time off to care for newborns or sick family members, certainly something West Virginia needs to make ends meet. It would also provide more affordable housing, create good-paying jobs, and fight childhood hunger. How could any of these be bad for Senator Manchin's constituents? The truth is, they aren't. In fact, soon after Manchin announced his opposition to the plan, America's largest coal mining union, the United Mine Workers of America, as well as the West Virginia AFL-CIO labor union urged Manchin to reverse his decision in order to protect and help workers across his state, his own constituents. They are urging Manchin to revisit the plan he supported to better his own state. However, Manchin has significant holdings in the coal brokerage business, Enter Systems Inc., making him a walking conflict of interest as his recent opposition has shown. His own personal profit is more valuable to him than doing what is best for his constituents. He cares more about lining his pockets from coal profits than investing in clean energy that would provide good jobs for his constituents and help with their health care and child care. Quite frankly, politicians should not be allowed to make the choice between their own profit and the benefit of their constituents because they should not be allowed to own stock in areas that are influenced by their own legislation. This is incredibly corrupt and ultimately allows them to determine their own profit and prevents them from truly prioritizing the best interests of those who voted for them. Manchin has mentioned inflation as his issue with the bill. What about the rising deficit? How will this be paid for? Let's just call this what it is, an excuse that he hopes nobody will question. The Build Back Better plan is likely not fully paid for, as the White House claims. Over 10 years, the Congressional Budget Office has claimed it will add $367 billion to the deficit. However, with $207 billion in revenue from a provision to enforce IRS tax bills, this will be reduced to $160 billion in increased spending over 10 years. While this is not a small amount, a defense bill was just passed with the price tag of $768 billion for one year. Over 10 years, this would be over $7.5 trillion, far more than the Build Back Better plan that has Joe Manchin so concerned about inflation and the deficit. Why was he not concerned about who was paying for the defense bill when he voted for it? He is being dishonest. This is not his concern and should be disregarded in his arguments against Biden's agenda. So, what can be done with the Build Back Better plan that is being held hostage by one senator 
who seemingly does not care about his constituents or the well-being of the country. Hopefully, the bill can be salvaged and passed quickly in 2022. If it is not passed at all, more children will be in poverty, childcare, healthcare, and housing will not become more affordable. Climate change will continue to destroy the world at alarming rates. While Manchin is certainly to blame for this dilemma, our current political divisiveness is what caused the need for all 50 Democrats to support any Democratic legislation in the first place. We as a country used to be a place where bipartisan bills were not only possible but common. But unfortunately, it has not been this way for a long time, and it does not seem likely that it will be like this again anytime soon. We need to be able to come together and set our partisan politics aside so that the personal financial interests of one senator cannot derail a hugely popular and beneficial piece of legislation that will help millions of people in this country. Politicians' main goals must be to protect and represent the interests of their constituents, not their personal power and greed. This can only be done if opposing parties can relearn to work together for the good of the people. If politicians can look past their differences and come together to make positive change and help the American people, we will once again become a country that can tr we can truly be proud of. The United States of America. Thanks again for listening. Please check me out on politicallyblonde.net and my Instagram at politicallyblondepodcast. I hope everyone has a happy new year, and I will return in 2022 to hopefully enlighten and engage you with some important issues. Thank you.